Cinebuds is brought to you by Associated Bank. Cinebuds, Cinebuds, two buddies, buddies talking about, talking about cinema. Meow, 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 meow. Meow. Today, uh, this is Cinebuds. Oh, what are we? Yeah. Cinebuds, I am 88.9's Justin Barney. I'm Milwaukee Films' Christopher Pollard. And today, we're talking about cats. is the Broadway musical turned yeah. CGI masterpiece. <laughs> it currently is sitting at a hot 2.8 out of 10 on IMDb. Here's some quotes in there. Critics, I think they're around masterpiece. Critics have called it deranged and oh. too horny. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Can you be? Can you be? Um, do you want to run down a plot? Nope. Okay. Oh, well, yeah. Uh, I'll give you the semblance of a plot. Sure. Uh, cats introduce themselves for an hour and a half, mm-hmm. and then uh, because uh, one of them wants to become, go uh, I think go to heaven, they want to move it's on to their death next cult. life. Yeah, they want to. That's true. They want to die. <laughs> it's true. Uh, uh, cats introduce themselves for a while. Hey, hi, I'm cat. There's a new cat in town. Everyone says hi. I'm this cat. Hey, for there's an that cat. hour and a half, and then there's a uh, some sort of dance battle, uh, oh, yeah. and then there's a, maybe a serial killer. And a cat serial killer, and then uh, and then one of them gets chosen to go to heaven. Right. I don't think that's inaccurate at all. That is that is the most thorough plot rundown <laughs> I've heard of this movie. Yeah. Okay, Polly, what's your hot take? I would say, based on what I just said, if I heard a movie described that way, I'd be like, I am all in. Yes. But uh, nope. No. <laughs> not in. No, I'm not in. Uh, I will tell you. You tell me what you said first, and I have a quick thing. I mean, what you like? I, Did you like it? I think that the CGI was disturbing. Sure. I think that the music was frantic. <laughs> I think that the premise was bizarre. Right. But I was moved. Stop it. I did not hate this movie. So this is the last episode <laughs> of Cinebuds. I hope you've enjoyed it. I, I, this is. A, I. There were take. parts where I got goosebumps. Yeah. I. Came out. Of, I thought that it had so much heart. I thought that there was a lot of things that were messed up about this movie. Yeah. But I like when things are messed up. I like weirdness. We're gonna go further into these opinions. I have so many thoughts. Okay, and I'm I'm glad that that we have some you know that we have some different thoughts. Yeah, we can go back and forth. Also, the Oscar nominations came out on Monday. I have so many more thoughts. <laughs> yeah. What is worse, Cats or the Oscar nominations? Oscar nominations cause more damage, I think. True. So um, Cats is harmless fun. Cats is harmless. Uh, uh, I'm not going to say fun. Images. Harmless images. Okay. Uh, nope. Actually, that's not true. There's a okay. few that were harmful. <laughs> Yeah, we have a lot more to talk about. We're going to get into it after the break. So stick around. Yep. Support for Cinebuds comes from your membership and Associated Bank, proud supporter of Milwaukee Film, offering support year-round through Milwaukee Film Checking. 
More about Associated Bank's commitment to Milwaukee film at AssociatedBank.com slash MKEFilm. Member FDIC. You've heard of several kinds of cat And my opinion now is that You should need no interpreter To understand our character You've learnt enough to take the view That cats are very much like you You've seen us both at work and games and learnt about our proper names, our habits and our habitat. But how would you address a cat? Okay, Christopher, we're back. Quick story. I want to I want to give you context for this. Oh yeah. Thirteen year old Christopher Pollard loved cats. Okay, this is what I wanted I wanted to get into it yeah. by asking like Cats, it's not like the movie just came out and uh, we're all like seeing it for the first time. It's a movie yeah, with a backstory. Story. So yeah, yeah, yeah. so I want to know like your the full story, what you knew coming in, what you expected. Oh yeah. Give like give me the entire <laughs> give me the rundown from Easy. birth to I watching the movie. Locked and loaded. Okay. 13 years old, I yeah. loved cats. Okay. Loved so it. you know the music. Oh yeah. You're My you're uncle very you're familiar. Got us. He worked at the Muni St. Louis Theater. He was head of security. He got us front row center. Oh, my God. I'm 13. Also, 13 is many people. I'm full of hormones. Oh, yeah. And to see <laughs> dancers in bodysuits, cat suits on the edge of the stage looking in my eyes blew my brains yeah, out. Yeah, talking directly at you. Yeah, and then singing and jumping around. I was like, this is the best. So there was that element. Uh, yeah. So too horny, uh, I get that. Yeah. I think the play's always been too horny. Yeah. Which is weird because it seems like it should be for kids. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Um, but I loved it. I had the T-shirt with the two eyes, the wow. cat eyes on it. Had a program. I listened to the oh, music I all the that time. T-shirt. Loved it. Um, and then I got older, mm-hmm. and I still I never thought about it much. Occasionally, it would be mentioned. I'd be like, Yeah, I remember that. I remember it's been loving on that. Broadway forever. The idea of a cat's movie does make sense to me, having forgotten essentially that it's just cats are introducing themselves over and over again. Right. So, yeah, it's an odd, but uh, when I saw the trailer, flash forward, I was seeing the trailer at the office, everyone in Milwaukee Films was going like, you got to come in here and watch this. Like, I no, I already that. saw it. Well, come watch it again. Because the trailer is awful. It's so dumb. <laughs> the CGI, it's like they projected faces onto other people's bodies who were already in cat suits. so what's the point of doing that? Right, but as someone who saw the the broadway play in the front row that to me that wasn't it wasn't really surprising that they that they like cgi'd the animation onto bodies because that's kind of how the that's how the broadway play is no the play they have makeup on well yeah but it's still it's like cats as humans yeah no that's fine i'm not uh, yeah i have no problem with the humans i don't expect them to be actual cats or just people saying i'm a cat i expect them to be dressed theatrically as a cat but I don't understand the point of of CGIing their faces in what is already a costume, right? Like, what are they doing, adding to it by right. putting the faces in there? And there, there, there were differences, yeah, in how cat-like the bodies were, yeah. For some, oh yeah, for some, I'm 
in air quotes, people yeah. Yeah. or cats. <laughs> yeah. They were like very cat-like. Yeah. You know, they acted like a cat or they were sized like a cat. Oh, the sizing is this a whole hour. Yeah. And and other times they were very much like a human. Yeah, Idris very, Elba. Idris Elba is like. When he took off like, his coat, I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm looking at a naked Idris Elba. You, yeah, you're looking at like the pecs, pecs and, and uh, like body torso of a man. Yeah. And so that was disturbing. Yeah. Jason Derulo was apparently upset that they digitally took his yes. package out. I know. It's like, what are you trying to prove? You are a cat yes. person. Okay, so, okay, <laughs> before we, we drill yeah. in. And then you saw the movie and. Uh, yeah, I what, mean. I expected, yeah. If you liked it as a kid, why didn't you like it as an adult? Um, because the, in, as a kid, or not even as a kid, but on stage, one, you see all the dancing. Mm-hmm. Everything is focused in. Its play is like wildly different than this film where you're all over the place. I, I love the dancing, um, but it's, I thought it was filmed terribly because they don't focus in on the dancing. They they're He's trying so hard to show you the sets and everything that's going on around it. True. He should have stopped a few times and just fixed the camera and let the people dance and do the song. Yeah. Because there was some amazing dancing. The train, the railway cat sequence where he does tap dancing, it sounds like oh, a train. My God. My favorite so cool. Part is my favorite part. So cool. And at first you see his feet and you get what's happening and you it's really cool. But then he just flashes all over the place again. It's not like Moulin Rouge, where it's like editing, you're editing too much. You're just like, it's like, I think I saw an elephant. I have a vague notion of seeing one, but it's edited too fast. Right. So I, it just wasn't shot well enough. The costumes were cool, but the CGI was seemed really unnecessary. Except for the tails. Like the tails, yeah, CGI those. But just you have the we have makeup that's astounding these days. Just put the makeup on them. Then you can see their real faces and not be like, why are they projecting a face onto an already where your face was, already is? That was strange and disturbing. <laughs> um. I'll tell you how I went into it was I did not see it as a kid. I've never seen the musical. I came in just knowing that it was a very successful Broadway play. I knew that it had music. I did not. I didn't know any of the music except for memory. Yeah. Which I had heard before because it's pretty inescapable. And Marvelous Mr. Mustafalis, I think I had just like heard every, you know, maybe once or twice. Yeah. And it came up and I was like, oh, I've heard this song before. Um. I knew coming in, my friend was like, Cats is a movie based on a series of T.S. Eliot poems that are about a bunch of cats that are auditioning for a death cult because they want to die. (laughs) And I thought that that was... (laughs) And I was like, okay, that's weird. Yeah. And so then coming into the movie... I said I didn't have I didn't have any of the the expectations I didn't know anything so I think like some of the things that really connected with me were a lot of the unexpected things like yeah. the songs are memories is a banger Memor- let's of not lie no, memories, memories is, is a stone cold I woke banger up this morning with several of the songs stuck in my head and I knew, I don't say that's a good thing I'm just saying that's right. a fact I I know like the you know I know the memories all on moonlight yeah. and. But then when it came back for like the second verse, yeah, and it comes back like bigger, yeah, I had full body goosebumps. Yeah, I had goosebumps on my shins. That's I had shin bumps. That is an unusual place to have goosebumps <laughs> for 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 <laughs> memories. But it at first it started and it starts with a woman 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Throwing a cat. Oh yeah, in a in bag. a bag into, into the alley. garbage. Yeah, yeah. That is messed up. <laughs> I it like yeah. starts up. It is. I'm I was like, that. oh my god. I've always been on record as being against throwing cats <laughs> yeah. in the garbage. It starts like that, and then it comes in with them singing about jellical cats, which I was, which is a concept that I was not familiar. It makes with. Makes me laugh. Because the song is essentially just those two words over and over again. Yes. And that <laughs> song, disturbing. Sure. And that music was <clears throat> frantic. Uh-huh. And it, like, changes tempos a bunch of times. And, like, the the ringleader is played by uh, Robbie Fairchild. Yeah. And he scared me. Yeah, yeah. I, and I was, like, for the first, like, for the first half hour of the movie, I was, like, I, I was, I was disturbed. Yeah. I was like, I don't know if Which I can do this. Feeling it's not that a movie feeling should have. No. Yeah. Not at all. And people said that it was disturbing. And I yeah. was like, I was like, whatever, I can handle that. But I, I don't think I was ready for like how yeah. how much I was like, this is wrong. Yeah. <laughs> but then yeah. once it got past a couple of the songs, <laughs> once it got past like James Corden's song, yeah. really once it got to like the Ian McKellen song, Ian McKellen plays uh Gus the Theater Cat. Mm-hmm. And short I was, for asparagus. Yeah, show for asparagus. Like. I was like, this is a Tom Waits song. Really? You know, it sounds like Lucky Day, the last song on Black Rider. And I was like, this, this, Ian McKellen is basically such singing a Tom Waits song. Such I can't, a stretch of, an, of a comparison. Oh! A cat song compared to a Tom Waits song. It's there. I, uh, and that, but then. Hard pressed. Then I was like, okay, I get what's going on. I get what a jellical cat is. Yeah. You know, I get that they're like auditioning for this thing. Yeah. And then my friend had described it to me as the the death cult. Yeah. And I was like, that's weird and nihilistic. But it's not a death cult. It's a life cult. Oh, no. Uh-oh. Someone's like, <laughs> here cool. we go. What happened in this theater? <laughs> what happened to you? Here we go. Who hurt you, Justin? Because... Cats don't just die, they have nine lives. And right. so it's these cats saying, like, I have messed up in my life, or I have, yeah. like, I want to go back so I can eat more, you know? Or yeah. they're all, like, <laughs> giving their reasonings for starting a new life. Sure. And I thought that that was touching. Except I in, was touched. You were touched. Christopher. I don't, I strongly believe that. <laughs> and I think we need to get you to talk to some people. When I. At the and a little bit of a spoiler, I guess. If you can have a spoiler for this movie, just a heads up. Beware. At the end, she goes up. Whoever, who the person who wins, the cat who wins, yeah, goes in a balloon up to the sky, and literally they fade it out, disappear it. She's dead. So it may, maybe, <laughs> they have a new life. But the very traditional imagery of going to heaven is used mm-hmm. to, to say this cat has gone to heaven. True. And she's already in bad shape. So it really seems like these are ones like the fat cat's gonna die because he's got probably got feline diabetes. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Jennifer Hudson's nose is running in every scene she's in, which I understand oh, yeah. you use that to show emotion and like I don't even care. But the, every scene, her nose is running, which sort of undercuts the drama a little bit. Yeah, I don't know. Just it was a lot of silly, and I like silly, but this was just uh, not not my. There was you know things I, I liked thought... about it, but there was uh, there was a couple. I. You know, I think for me, it is, it was there. I think there is a thing there yeah. for for me where normally you're looking at a movie that is regarded and I'm like, 
I, I think there is an angle there where it's like yeah. this movie, you're looking at it more critical. And I, th- there, I think there is a bit of me that it's like it's easier to go into a movie that is just universally reviled and see something good right. rather than see a movie that's universally loved and see something that's bad. Sure. So, I, I, you know, I, I'm not saying that there is not yeah. like, a bit of that there. But also I just liked it. Yeah. Well, I'm glad. So I don't want to go into a movie and go, uh. Right. Actually, there. The, I will say the few things I liked about it. Like I said, the railway cat scene where he's tap dancing. Yeah, yeah. It's a great tap dancing sequence. That's great. I wish I would have seen more of it right. rather than just heard it. But it was nice. The What I was going to say there is that I, I think that I liked this movie the same way that I like a lot of albums. Yeah. And I thought, I kind of felt, it felt like an album because it's like song after song. Sure. And so there are there are albums that I, that I, that have a couple really good songs on it. Yeah. And this movie, I think, had a couple really good songs. Oh, yeah. Mr. Mustafeles, they believe. Yeah, yeah. They really believe. I was so moved during Mr. Mustafeles that it's like he doesn't believe in himself. And then everyone gathers around and they believe in him. Christopher, they believe in him. And then and then also like the tap dancing scene. It's like tap dancing was cool. You know, they made it. They like it was so cool. And memories was great. And so I was like, and uh, and the Gus the Theater Cat, great. You know, yeah. there was four great moments in this. Actually, Gus the Theater Cat made me just sad. And I know it's supposed to, but right. a little but, bit more than... But so the, there was a couple, you know, songs in this and a couple great moments. Yeah. And then there was a couple things that were really bad. Yeah. There, there, was a, like, there was a lot of stuff that was really bad and just missed. But like a lot of albums that I really like, it tried. It, yeah. Like it went for it. It was uh, unapologetically <laughs> different than anything else ever made, and I I respect that hustle. You know, I this I is kind of it, it sounds like it. when like you talk to a parent at like a kid's recital, they're like it was very different, and they really tried. What yes. they mean is we have to be here because we're their parents, but that's crap. Right. I also find it strange that they gave they let. Tom Hooper, who helmed Lame oh my God, Lame is so, a Rob. so bizarre. Lame is a Rob and the King speech. Yeah, you know best. But one Lame is a Rob, picture. notoriously terrible musical. Yeah, I mean not the actual play, but the film. Right. And they go, well, let's give him one more try with another beloved masterpiece of of theater to do the same thing to. I don't know. There was a, also a weird portion where the uh, the the kind of ringleader cat the. Just kind of serial killer in the background. He was scary. He, I did not enjoy his. There's character. a weird tone when he's introducing the Rebel Wilson scene, who is like this, like fun-loving, oh, yeah. lazy cat who yes. eats a lot. Um, but he he made it seem like he loved her. He has a very slow, sad song at the beginning to introduce this cat that is essentially this very silly thing. But it's it's a little creepy. Like I watch her all the time. So strange. And then to her cat was like very much a cat size like next to furniture and well, stuff. Well here's the thing that's the exact scene where I thought oh here's all the size discrepancies Yeah. And my uh, uh, my lady friend pointed out uh, the the little tip that comes on the end of like a, a rope that you pull the blinds with that little, yeah, little plastic yeah. bit was like half the size of her head it was huge. Yeah. And then the next scene she jumps over to a loaf of bread which she is uh, like barely twice the size of those don't. I mean, right, yes. you, uh, this is getting into the weeds and it's ridiculous. But I am, you immediately notice it when it's right next to each other. It was bizarre. And then the furniture when they steal into the house and they're playing around in the furniture and stealing stuff. N- there was absolutely no thought about scale to that. Again, if this were a decent movie, I would not care twice about that. Right, or think twice about it because 
It's just, you know, it's a silly movie. But uh, it, I also thought this could be so much better if they genuinely took, if they took some of the horny out and thought, let's just make this for, like, kids. It's pretty horny. Ish. Yeah. Like, it could be more of a sweet film, but then they have this, like, dark. Jason Derulo. All those songs that, he, say, that they gave why. him were, were, like, those did not work. I don't know why I like Jason Derulo's. I liked his version of that song for some reason. Okay, I, admit, I did not. No, I admit that I don't understand. I don't think I should. And I also just don't like that song out of all of them. Yeah, it's but I was like, maybe so just he did it weird. better than the other ones. I don't know. Yeah, Cats. Cats. You should definitely see it. It's a movie. Suggested a certain <laughs> state of mind. <laughs> that is true. I mean, I don't know what we're allowed to say. I, I, I think it, it might be, I think it could become a, like a cult movie. Yeah, I think it's going to be one of those midnight I would definitely where, where it smells very it particular again. in a theater when you go to see it. Yes. <laughs> would help. Okay, Cats. We want to know what you thought. At Issa Rae, along with John Cho, reading off the This year's Academy Oscar Award nominations have created new controversy over whether the Oscars are the too white the and too male. You well, you go all Y chromosome on Best Director. I mean, I know. Now, let's talk about another abomination. <laughs> the Oscar nominations are out. Um, and they came out on Monday, and yep. they are terrible. I'm going to say again, I'm going to say this every year until we bring down yeah. the system, but the Oscars are over. They're a joke. And I, I know that you feel this way. Yeah. And I have, I don't know, I, I enjoy watching them. I enjoy that there is this thing. I enjoy that a lot of other people are in the conversation yeah. about what is a great work of art. Right. Um, uh, and so I've kind of always been on the back. This year, I I feel like no. I am hopping off the train. It's like the, it, it's like the New York Times bestseller list. Uh-huh. Those aren't the best books out there. Those right. are the most... Broad appeal, low is common denominator. Uh, and not, I'm was, not saying all the films are. It's mm-hmm. just the people who are making this decision are are, are still stuck in this terrible uh, like cycle. It, w- it this year was particularly bad. Do you have like you, you want to go through some specific gripes? Yeah. Um. Well, here's how it works. For for those of you who don't know. These films, these actors, they have this whole media campaign. Oh yeah, please fill us in on how on you know, for your consideration. You've heard that phrase. That's literally what they use in the in the papers and the trade magazines and on TV, at least in LA. You know where most of the uh, voters are. Right. They campaign. It's like an election to be nominated for the best film. So it's not like everyone just gets a list of all films and says, I, "What's I did my not, favorite?" I did not know this. Oh yeah. So, so people who have money behind them will get nominated. The only reason Moonlight last was that last year, two years ago, when Moonlight won, um, which is a small film by relatively unknown people, uh, right. um, but Brad Pitt was a producer, so they had money to do a campaign, is which is why it got in there. Last Black Man in San Francisco this year, which is one of my favorite films of totally, the last couple of years, absolutely should have been amazing performances, uh, was nominated in. Uh, the Gotham Awards and the Independent Spirit Awards, which are two way more legitimate awards, got nothing in this. Uh, Aquafina of uh, the Farewell, yep, nothing in this uh, because they don't have the mm. power or the money to push behind this campaign. Yeah. You know who does? Quentin Tarantino. So uh, Martin, Martin Scorsese. Scorsese. Same old people with the same amount of money are getting in there 
and and promoting films they don't need to promote anymore because they're already huge. I did not really know that that was how it worked. Yeah, it's annoying. But that makes a lot of sense yeah. because they, it has been bad in the past, but I, I feel like it was particularly bad this year. I mean, especially in terms of like the conversation is always like, women made great movies. Yeah. You know, like have some of them up for best director. Yeah. You know, like there were people of color were wonderful actors and actresses in many of these movies. And then it leads to like, I had this conversation last year with someone and they were like, well, uh, you know, they should have made better movies. Yeah. And I was like, that's, that's how this it's happens when, yeah. yeah. When uh, then the nominations are out and then you can think, Oh, last black man in San Francisco wasn't as good as once upon a time in Hollywood, <laughs> you know, yeah. which is exactly the opposite. Once upon yeah. a time in Hollywood, not a great movie. I mean, it's, it's so flawed, and the performances in it were good, were fine, sure. were acceptable in some cases, and decent and good, not the best of the year. So, uh, particular gripes, I mean, Oscar's so white, I mean, there just wasn't, like, you could have had Last Black Man in San Francisco, Us, The Farewell, yeah. Waves, there were, like, plenty yeah. of great- Sorry to bother you. Sorry to bother you. Women directors, here. Greta Gerwig for Little Greta Women. Gerwig's, I think, one of the biggest genuine snubs. Uh, I just saw that movie yesterday. Yeah. And we're going to talk about it uh, next week, but I'll, spoiler, it is amazing. It, it is, is amazing. wonderful. Hustlers, not nominated at all. Jennifer Lopez was amazing. Justice for J-Lo. I have, a, I, have a, I have a slight different take on that. Okay. I do think she was really good. Yeah. I don't think her performance was like award worthy because I didn't think there's anything in that in it particular that was like above the fray or above sure. the line or whatever. The other the other actor whose name I'm blanking on, the other actor, I thought that would even be she she had more meat to her role. Mm. Um I'm terrible, I feel terrible, I can't remember her name right now. Uh but um but that movie, the the uh the script should have been it, it should should have definitely been yes. acknowledged, I think. Um, there's a lot of it. It was a really good movie. But that, uh, I don't know. But that's like a just nitpicking about that. But yeah, that would have been a better option than many. Um, and then Uncut Gems. I, I was yeah. genuinely total, shocked. Total snub. Adam Sandler, a beloved Hollywood actor, yeah. changing roles, does a lot of acting yeah. in that movie. No one else could have done it but him. It just seemed like a shoe in at least, at least for a nomination. At right. least, like... At least to say that one's particularly strange because they do have they do have it, the it had, resources to put a campaign yes! behind it, and Adam Sandler would be an absolute draw because this is all they're concerned about. At the, at the honestly, this is all those voters are concerned about is getting people into the see the show. Um, Joaquin Phoenix said something in the Golden Globes was he was dead on the money, even though he's a little bananas. Uh, he said, "We all know this is bull. That this is just a way for them to get uh, advertisers to pay money because all these celebrities show up." Yeah. Sorry, I'm really going on, Duh. but uh, yeah, I think Little Women um, not getting the director nod was like the biggest, and Aquafina I thought was phenomenal. That movie in general, there's so many things that mm -hmm. The Farewell could should have been nominated for. Right. Script, cinematography. If yeah. you want to see a list of things that should have been nominated, there is an entire award show that yeah. got a lot of them right. It's called the Independent Spirit Awards. Yeah. And uh, the Independent Spirit Awards just have done such a great job, and we should all just move. 
Yeah. You know, we should just, let's all just, yeah. we just leave the Oscars, move to Independent Spirit. Independent Spirit Awards is shown on the, on IFC, the Independent Film Channel, which a lot of people don't have access to. I would love for that show to be televised on a broader scale. Because, Absolutely. first of all, their hosts are way better. They had John Mulaney and Nick Kroll host it uh, two years in a row. Amazing. The best monologues I've ever seen at an award show. They're so funny. It was right during the Me Too thing when the Harvey Weinstein thing happened. They addressed it really well. Um, but, man, that's oh, just such a better hello. show. Um, so, Independent Spirit Awards, Best Picture. The, there's five nominees. The nominees are Uncut Gems, Marriage Story, Clemency, The Farewell, and A Hidden Life. Yeah, Hidden Life didn't get uh, anything in the Oscars either. Nothing. Um, you know, best Best Male Lead... Adam Sandler. Adam yeah. Sandler. Yeah, Matthias Schenerts from The Mustang, who was phenomenal. I was thinking the same thing, like that should have been acknowledged. Yes. Uh, Robert Pattinson from The Robbie Lighthouse. Patty. What an what an amazing. Chris um, Gullust, I think, from Give Me Liberty, yeah. one of our favorite movies of the year, one of my favorite movies yeah. of the year. Great movie. Um, uh, and uh, Kelvin Harrison Jr. from Loose. It's, it's, it's a, a better genuine thought. representation it's, of genuinely like interesting innovative film and performance and it's what it shows you stuff you weren't always going to see right in a big ad campaign right once upon a time in the west the irishmen they bombard you because they're already established in this group that has plenty of money and plenty of exposure why do we want to keep watching these same things over and over again when there's these new beautiful amazing things they're taking risks that yeah. are on the cutting edge that are not, like moving film forward yeah and many of them aren't like oh they're weird independent movies independent movies are of is, is just as varied actually no more varied than any mainstream film yeah uh, i love mainstream movies too i'm not this isn't just like all hard hard pushed for the independents but they they just have less pressure to make the same old thing so they can make innovative interesting films and they're very accessible. Last Black Man in San Francisco, an incredibly accessible film while still being innovative and beautiful and interesting. And yeah. It's just so frustrating. It is. So, um, but we'll be covering the Grammys. We're gonna be co- <laughs> we're gonna cover the Oscars. The Oscars. <laughs> we're gonna cover we're the Oscars. Because we have to, but also uh just to continue to wail against them and yeah. show what they do wrong. But also we will talk more about the Independent Spirit Awards. Yeah. Uh, and the Gotham Awards is another award show around this time and i think we should talk about the razzies the worst films of the year that sounds like fun that is gonna be fun do that too okay thank you for making it this far um cats and knee-jerk reactions to the oscars this has been cinebuds cinebuds is edited by dj kenny perez we had handcrafted sonic inspiration from the license lab Thank you. We our theme song is from Brett Newski. The Newsk. We also get support from Associated Bank. Oh, thank you. And our members from 889 Radio Milwaukee and Milwaukee Film. You're all wonderful. And thanks. That's it. And thank you, Christopher. Oh, yeah, please, yeah, please always thank me at the end. Please, uh rate, re- subscribe, and recommend our podcast. See you next week.